Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to the very first No Small Questions. I'm Grace Kelly Miller, and this week I'm with fellow cast members Daryl Bailey and Ben Galpin. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, it's like we've not got David here. It's like who, the kids without them. <laughs> <laughs> what can we get away with? We can do whatever um, we thank want. you all for sending us your questions via our various social media platforms. We're very excited to answer them today. And what would a question show be? Without a question master. <laughs> we have enlisted the help of Sam Oakes, a No Small Roles superfan. Now, if you've listened to No Small Recaps, you may well recognise his silky tones. But if you haven't, this is your first time you'll get to hear them. So welcome, Sam. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's it's a pleasure applause, to be here. because you're an actor. Uh, yeah, it's a joy to be here um, and be involved a little bit more with this podcast. Uh, eventually, I'm going to be on the show. Believe it. Just wait <laughs> for that moment. It's going Keep to be very, very it, impressive. Sam. Keep <laughs> believing it. Cannot wait. Uh, but a little bit about me. Yes, I am the number one super fan of this show. Uh, I will be taking over. I use he, him pronouns. And like many of my uh, fellow No Small Rollers, I am an actor and part-time illustrator. Uh, But that's enough about me. This is a question and answer show. So uh, I think the first question we need to ask is, is everybody ready? Yes. 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 I'm not so excited. Let's get this (laughs) kickstarted. We have had quite a good, decent response from um, the listener base, from uh, all the social media, so from Twitter, from Facebook, from Instagram. Uh, And I think the best one, probably the most broad one to kick off with, is from Dungeon Master Dylan, uh, who sent this in via Instagram. And the question is, what or who got you into D&D? So who wants to take this one first? Should we go around the circle? Uh, Grace, why don't you kick us off? So I got into D&D via two very lovely friends of mine, Hannah and G. They are both DMs and actually Hannah is probably a, a good contender for no small role super fans Sam. I'm not hearing uh, it. No. I, you've got competition you really <laughs> nope. have um you know wait till you guys meet just just wait um but they got me into D probably about god about three years ago now mm-hmm. i was a bit like hesitant at first because mm. i didn't really get it but then 
Once I started listening to a few podcasts, this is why I think podcasts are awesome and why I wanted to start a podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, The Adventure Zone, I was just mm-hmm. hooked. I just, the absolute, like, amazing possibility of D&D was just, it blew my mind. So I was just like, yep, this is my thing now. I do, But I still <laughs> know nothing about D- D&D even though I've been doing it for <laughs> I mean, until that last bit, I would have said word for word exactly how I got into it as well, because the McElroys, I mean, they make such a good podcast, don't they? And it, yeah, it's so accessible. Really good. Much like this one. Aww. Oh, thanks, Sam. Oh, you know his bread is buttered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that check uh, is in the mail. You, mm. Did you have a different journey or was it a similar kind of process for you? Um, well, my D&D journey um, came about because of essentially people within within no small roles. That's entirely how it happened, that um, it began at a, uh, the first sort of indoctrination was at a, was at a party with various of the now no small roles, no small roles cast. Yes. Um, where I got stuck in the kitchen with um, Daryl and Grace and David, I believe chatting on about this weird fantasy thing involving dice and talking about all these podcasts. And I, did, I didn't have a clue what was going on. But I got, I got strong-armed into going along to a session about six months later, I want to say. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about six months later, um, spring last year, in Chris's flat, I believe it was. And that was my first first time rolling a D20 in anger. <laughs> in anger. Um, <laughs> made a wood elf that day, who I still loved a bit. Um, yeah. And yeah, got into it from there. Uh, I think within about a week, I'd ordered the book, the player's handbook off oh, eBay. Wow. And the, the obsession began. So was it literally first episode for you? You were like, oh, well, I say first episode, first time playing the game you were like nah this is this is a bit of me yeah yeah i i think i think it, it was right from the start i remember thinking like when <laughs> before i before i went there i was like oh this feels like this feels like this is i'm going over there for i don't know how many hours i'm meant to be going over there for <laughs> and like what is this thing and i was like it's gonna be really awkward because if this is rubbish mm. like this is gonna be really awkward because i'm just gonna have to tell all my friends be like i'm either gonna have to lie and be like oh yeah this is really fun and just sort of keep going <laughs> to these sessions like once a month and just sort of hating it yeah or oh. or just being like cool actually i'm really busy now so i can't i can't play D&D, but no, oh, no. <laughs> i was i was hooked <laughs> from yeah. the start you are like seeing just like how quickly you got hooked was just yeah. like wow <laughs> amazing it, it happened fast it happened fast <laughs> I'm so love at first roll yeah, it's, yeah. The, oh, it's just the best game uh, yeah, and Daryl we know that you are if I'm a super fan of no small roles you are the super fan of D&D in general so what was that spark for you I think it was a mate just again just inviting me to play Dungeons and Dragons and I've been wanting to play it for ages not knowing who plays it um, not knowing how to approach anyone like how do I play? Because I've heard of it. I somehow heard of Critical Role and checked it out and thought, that's that's fun. They're role-playing. And I know all these voice actors. But then, you know, out of the blue, one of my mates I was making films with just mentioned it while we were recording something. So like, let's play some D&D. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, please. <laughs> and we started a few sessions and then, you know, schedule is the death of many a campaign when you're a grown-up. Um, but the magic was there straight away. Like we were just, us lads around the table, on a free weekend for hours is just mucking about. Yeah. And it just fulfilled so many, like, I don't know, fantasy tropes for me, ticked so many boxes for me and I was hooked. And I just like, so I was always the one like, <laughs> when we play next, when we play next, even mm. if it's four months away, let's, let's keep the conversation going. I'm actually, it's been two years since my friend introduced me 
to D&D. Wow. The group has fallen apart and I am still trying to get them to play again. <laughs> so I think it died a bit. They got reignited again, similar to Ben in that kitchen during that um, that that open bar Christmas Halloweeny party. Yeah. Christmaween, I believe. Christmaween, Christmas yeah. week, Christmaween. Yeah, yeah. Christmaween. <laughs> and I can say it is, it is pretty um, wonderful playing with that group. I've had a, a couple of chances to do it myself with a oh, yeah. druid character they're created, yeah. and the, the yeah. passion yeah. is definitely welcomed there. into the group. He is the only uh, member of the group who has yet to work for Open Bar Theatre Company, so we mm, let an outsider true. in. Yeah, yeah. Like rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said yet to, you know. Gotta hope. Oh, mate, you still have a chance. <laughs> so, a chance? I think that obsession is. It, I think that reads with everyone because I, I was similar. Where you know to Ben, where it was like, oh, you know, okay, this is like uber geeky. I know I love my games. I know I love that kind of stuff. But D and D might be a little step too far. Mm. Uh, and the idea <laughs> that you're playing it for like four or five hours. But when you get to the end of that, you're like, is it over? No, we want to see what yeah. happens next yeah. with this storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that um, first session that I did, like half the session was just on character creation, which, which you know, when you're doing, you're like, okay, this is this mm. is entertaining. But then we only like played the game, as it were, for like poor, an hour, hour and a half yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that actually conveniently leads us on to the next question, oh. uh, which is about character creation. So this is from, oh. uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Darkest Argentum by mm. Twitter oh, yeah. uh, has asked the question, how did you end up playing the character you do? Ooh, good question. And then how did you settle on playing that character? Like, was it a group choice that everybody kind of, you know, we need a little bit of this and we need a little bit of that? Or was it like, no, I know that I want to play one of these, so I'm going to chat to David and make sure that I am playing an artificer, for example. Such a good choice. (laughs) Who wants to kick off with that? How did you start playing these characters? Well, seeing as you've mentioned Artificer, why don't we go with Ben? Does someone else want to go first? Because I want to I want to remind myself of some notes I made way at the start, because that might be useful in this oh, answer. Oh, interesting. So. Is this oh, the nice. storyline of oh. how you yeah. began playing Orange? I've, okay, I've got somewhere some notes. So. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, in which case we, we ended with Daryl last time. So let's have Daryl at the start of this question. No, basically he was, um, I want to play this character. I want to have a chat to David about it. Previously, because in the, in the parallel campaign that I'm playing at the moment, I played a cleric and, you know, it's very much support and buff. And I love, I love that kind of um, play, but I wanted to, you know, get more into hands on to the action, but not, but, but still have a bit of flexibility. So that ended up choosing, bleeding into my choice. And um, in terms of character and like, what do you mean class or what kind of person they are? Do you mean, is that, is that well, the question? You I mean? think this, um, yeah. How did you end up playing the character? I, I'm wondering whether that is like, do you approach it from, do you think of the class first? And you're like, oh, no, I really right. want to play that class. Or do you think mm. of the uh, the personality first? And then right. you think about, okay, well, what class works for that? Okay. Uh, or was it like a round the table discussion of we need to cover these bases? Oh, right. Yeah. I did ask that question, actually, when it came to character creation. I, I did ask David, like, what what does everyone, you know, I don't, you don't have to tell me, but why is everyone else uh, chosen so we can have a balanced party because when I play d and I'm very much from a video game perspective do you know what mm-hmm. I mean like if everyone's good at hitting things okay I'll be yeah. the healer do you know what I mean I'm, I like to be that person but I wanted to be a bit selfish but for me character creation comes from a story I work from the story backwards so I had an idea of what kind of story I'd like um, Inkidu to be from or part of and then I work backwards from there and then whatever scenarios and things happen in that backstory end up shaping his character I go from there. I don't plan. I didn't plan for what his personality would turn out to be. I was just gonna let that come out in 
his interactions with everyone else. But yeah, it comes from a story, story first and then off into the wind. Mm. Cool. Okay, Grace, take us away. I think because we started this during lockdown, mm. I was really missing acting. So mm-hmm. I basically thought, what sort of part do I want to play? What do I fancy playing? Um, what's going to contrast uh, characters I'm playing in other campaigns? What's going to be fun? And I used to love doing like Jane Austen uh, <laughs> productions, like Sense and Sensibility and that sort of oh, thing. Yeah, that you was like. Get that. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, like my, my early acting career, I was doing, uh, you know, like I was very often in a bonnet and I loved it. Um, so I was just like, how do I kind of. Can I? How do I use that as a start for a character in D and D? I kind of started off with Lydia from Pride and Prejudice. That was kind of my starting point for Gwendolyn, and then kind of built it from there with just taking whatever I wanted to put in, really, and like, oh, this will be fun, and this and that, and then so from there I had to go, okay, so what what type of person are is she, and uh, what actual like class can I fit to that? So um, I really love the idea of a half-orc because I was like, I want to cosplay as a half-orc. That'll be fun. (laughs) I can probably do the makeup. I can get the teeth. I can get the ears. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, And then um, I was really stuck at what class to go with. I really didn't know what was going to sort of... She she was nearly a barbarian because I thought, you know what, I'm just going (laughs) to... But then, yeah, I wasn't, she would have had to have gone a very different way with like her more noble upbringing. Like it would have had to <laughs> been that she was really resistant to it the whole time, I think, uh, personally, or maybe not. Like, you know, like plenty of nobles could be barbaric. I think that's quite a fun combination for a character to play. But yeah, Monk just seemed to have the right refinement to it that I thought this is going to be really fun. And like, we're doing some fun things with it. It's, she's not a traditional monk no. at all. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, I'm really happy with how David's like helping me. So like we've, if you're listening to this, you've probably listened to the most recent episodes, I hope. Um, but the the homebrew Stop that listening we've now and go and listen to the most recent episodes. Spoiler yeah. warning. Yeah. Spoilers spoilers spoilers. So far, no spoilers, spoilers, but they might come at some point. So We've homebrewed my subclass for my monk. So it's the way of decorum, which mm. I basically oh, said to David, yes. oh, can so cool. I have yeah. a monk class that is like a combination with finishing school? Uh, <laughs> so that is what he has created for me, which is I like amazing. It. Oh, I um, love this. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, so I basically ended up with the ca- this character because I wanted to play her. Mm. I wanted to, to have all the all the elements that you can enjoy, and I wanted to put on a really extra posh voice, which I seem to be doing <laughs> right now. Anyway, I think I'm melding into Gwendolyn. <laughs> um, I just thought, yeah, I like to think about what voices I'm going to do, and extra posh seemed fun. <laughs> oh, I love this. I can't wait to see you play her in um, oh, No Small Movies as well. <laughs> Which Add is next that on to the, the massive list of extra content. <laughs> oh, yeah. No Small Austin. Uh. <laughs> I love that. So, it's yeah, for you, the class was pretty much the last thing that you decided on and yeah. only with those variables that you were able to work out with David. Yeah, like, it could have been anything. That is so cool because that <laughs> yeah. is definitely something you can do. I mean, I love it when my players ask me questions that break the kind of the dynamics within the book you know make it more homebrew and therefore Mm. like make it more fun and accessible for them yeah anyways how about you ben did you find your notes yeah i did so i found my notes that i was that i was trying to my initial notes that i made way back when when we were first talking about the podcast and there's like a whole mix of stuff of like how's the podcast gonna work and then there's like a character ideas thing with a whole load of bullet points and so 
the top of the list was Artificer, but then there was also Warlock was in there as well, Hinkidu. Uh, it was a cleric, uh, sorcerer, bard, druid. I was obviously clearly really undecided about like, <laughs> like most of the classes, but Just like there was, the whole, there, were, there was specific like <laughs> subclasses that I was kind of looking at, like for each of them. And I think I had like for a while I was onto a bit of a thing about like a sailor. I was like, could there be some sort of sailing background? Oh. I think because I've been I've been looking at the Ghosts of Saltmarsh book. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, there's some interesting stuff in in there. Like, there's some interesting background." So mm. I was I was thinking of like a storm sorcery sorcerer or like a wild magic sorcerer. So those were all kind of options. But I think I did the I probably did the opposite to Grace. I think I landed on my class first because the way that we kind of we created the characters, we had a group session, didn't we? Yeah, where. The six of us, five of us and David, all met up on on online. And uh, <laughs> lockdown. So, I was like, where? Where, where <laughs> did we do this? Oh, right. Okay. Because <laughs> that's all that we were allowed to do. And we had a bit of a kind of a group session where we all kind of laid out some initial kind of character thoughts. Didn't we yeah. just sort of vaguely and just like were all bare like bones. very bare bones, yeah. like long before anything had been sort of. But just to sort of check that you know, we weren't all going to land on the same thing accidentally, mm, I yeah. think. We weren't all going to turn up as Wood Elves. Yeah, we're all going to be Wood Elf <laughs> Rangers um, <laughs> with an eight companion. Sorry, sorry, in our other campaign, basically we ended up with like three Wood Elves. Or, oh no, four Wood Elves. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I four. came in to yeah. play this session with you guys and I've, yeah. I've described <laughs> that Dow's <was> character. It's kind of turned and went, oh, hello, is there a mirror there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it was quite clear, like, that Sam had like, designed this character with a lot of love and inspiration like you know <laughs> quite lovingly described and I was like well we look, just look exactly alike <laughs> we, kind of, we kind of talked about the idea of making ourselves twins but I think like, in yeah. the end I changed my character you could have like a moon elf or something a didn't you yeah, 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 completely the other completely way opposite, uh, which, yeah. is, which I, I, I actually enjoy that's a good yeah. joke <laughs> like, so, so from that lesson we learned that from that lesson we learned a little discussion yeah. discuss. mm, is is handy to make sure that everyone's not gonna just land on the same the same character <laughs> but i remember in that discussion like we all went round and we took it in turns to kind of like lay out our, like our initial ideas and i was like i had set my heart by this point i had set my heart on being an artificer yeah. and i was the last to say and i was just sitting there kind of like crossing my fingers like well everyone's like oh, i'm thinking maybe Aww. bard or maybe mm. barbarian i'm not quite sure and i was like if anyone says artificer i'm gonna log out of zoom i'm throwing my toys out the brown like no because <laughs> i think by that point i had i had really kind of set my set my heart on being like yeah, no, I want to do an artifice, and I hadn't quite figured out all the all the ins and outs of it at that mm. point. But I I had the kind of the class, and I was starting to kind of come up with a few kind of things. Again, going back to my to my notes, that the, there was kind of like two schools of thought. There was one that I was kind of going down, like, oh, is he a detective? And I was kind of thinking Nick Ooh. Valentine, Fallout Four sort of style, slightly mm. that sort of style of thing going on. Or the other thing was like going down an artificial route, maybe a kind of construct or mm. something like that. Or kind of augmented, sort of Alistair Mad Eye Moody style oh, Thor. Cool. Um, oh, cool. Is that the inspiration for the leg brace? Partly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine Mad Eye Moody having bees. Yeah. yeah. Little mechanical yeah. bees. I can imagine him with that. <laughs> yeah, arcane bees. That would work for him. Because the artificer is like, we, we were kind of talking about this off the podcast, which is that the the kind of the generic classes that you're used to seeing in a D&D mm. campaign, you normally have somebody like a, you know, barbarian or a fighter or a ranger uh, propping up that physical damage. You've got your wizard and then a cleric. 
Whereas yeah. none of you guys are playing those parts, but mm. you know the artificer is kind of a bridge between the wizard and the cleric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you cool. do still with these characters, you have covered all of those bases, and then obviously Juna being the flower mad sorcerer. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. I mean, that would definitely be a question in here, but I don't want to spoil. I don't really want to. None know of us until know. Comes out. I don't think no. we know. None of us know. None know. of us three know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't oh, know. Wow. Flower we check. Secrets what is flower, flower check? check? Like, and she rolled what charisma for it? Charisma plus proficiency. Like oh what? <laughs> yeah, How do you check we'll find with out charisma? Eventually. Yeah, yeah, it will all it yeah. will all come out. But I'm like, having fun puzzling over what it is. Yeah. Sam can ask Vicky about Juna next time. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's stop talking about Vicky. She's not even here. God, oh, like, God. we just want Vicky so much. Oh it's like all the people in the party are just like, I want to be near Juna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just loves Juna. <laughs> Get out of the way, Aaron. I can't see Juna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chris is in the room. She loves the attention. Oh, hello, boys. <laughs> I love it. Anytime she speaks to Jenny, it just makes my day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jenny. Any junior conversations are the best conversations. Incredible. <laughs> but anyway, we're segueing. Um, yeah, because yeah, we were talking about you know how much you're enjoying playing an artificer, and yes. actually that does lead on to the next question, oh, which God. is uh, what did we from... finish Ben though? Ooh, and how he landed ben. on. Oh yeah, uh, I, I just yeah the the sort of final thought just to to finish the thought on that um, is that that kind of one of the things that appealed to me about artificer I think for podcast was the fact that I could just see it working for like an audio format because the more I sort of read about it and the and I'd never sort of I've never played in a game with an artificer like so I was kind of coming in a bit clueless on how it would all sort of fit together but like the more I read about it and the more it sort of talked in in the books about like using magic through mechanisms essentially through machines mm. I just sort of thought oh that will work that could work really really well for a podcast where yeah. you're the the descriptive sort of element of of the magic I could just see see yeah how that could function so that's that's why I was yeah. very defensive of playing an artificer in that initial session oh good um, I gotta say it is really cool when you do things like oh I just you know I tweak my blowtorch a little bit and then the firebolt <laughs> comes out it's so cool it's like, so good it's like it makes it makes me sound clever and I don't have to be clever at all because none of it actually <laughs> actually has to work <laughs> I don't actually have imaginary. to make the tools yeah. gosh <laughs> I'm enjoying um, Orin so much I actually haven't looked up the artificer like guide oh. at all just so i can hear what new things or can come up with in future yeah. episodes so i don't want to be like mm. oh at level five he gets that hey eh? can't well, wait for that no, also no. there's a bit of homebrew yeah. so there's yeah, some stuff that, that, it's great. that isn't from the books yeah we i think we all have a bit of that don't yeah we? yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gorgeous Okay, well, moving on to the question I was about to <laughs> <Yeah>. ask. <laughs> uh, Wait, one more from... thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, listen. Yeah, that's Screwdriver uh, <laughs> <from> episode seven. <laughs> this next question is uh, from, oh, great name. Can a banana Joe uh, via Instagram? I hope I've said that right. Can a banana Joe? That is Can a good question. Can a banana Joe? I love it. Which is, what is your favourite class to play? <gasps> I wonder if it's artificial. (laughs) (laughs) Bard. Mm. Mm. I love playing bards. That's the end of my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, what what is it about the the bard class that you enjoy playing? I basically like being able to sit during the session and come up with stupid rhymes so that I can (laughs) sing a little song at people. (laughs) And um, that just brings me joy. I... I must say, though, I am loving playing a monk because I don't have to worry about magic at all. And that's great. <laughs> so I am really enjoying mm. that. But like, yeah, 
I'm a, I'm a big fan of playing bards, so I, I'm really enjoying Gaius. Like when I get to hear oh, what yeah. Chris is coming out with, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that's really cool. That's fun. I like singing. Yeah, <laughs> and also being the face of the party can be quite fun sometimes. You know, whatever you come up with has quite a high chance of having an effect on the person that you're talking to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, as a player, I definitely like getting into stupid situations and I think bards kind <laughs> of lend themselves to that quite often. So Yeah. And how about you, Daryl? Have you got a favourite class to play? Oh, yeah. It's tough. But I think cleric. Mm. I think cleric is my favourite. I love magic. I love magic. I love magic. I hate the fiddliness of choosing spells every game day not knowing what's going to be useful for this day. I don't know what's coming, but I like that unpredictability. And just, um, again, from a video gamer's background, I love um, getting receiving buffs or power-ups mm. from, you know, if you get a kind of cooperative element to like, I've given you this plus thingy to your thingy. And all like, you know, <laughs> knowing that you're the last line of defense, like, oh, the cleric is down. There's the extra bit of tension and, you know, healing oh, people is, is good. Um, but yeah, it gets the heart racing. Yeah, I love clerics, and they're very versatile. They're very strong in this um, edition of D anD D. They have access to a lot of stuff, especially with all the subclasses they've got, and they're still coming out for them. So uh, I like the versatility. Well, you'd be siding with um, Matthew Mercer of uh, Critical Role. There, you know, he would argue that cleric. You could have a whole party of clerics and and be able to play the game. Yeah, yeah, you you can. You'd be able to take on anything. Like you'd be very hard to kill. High armor class. Low HP, but high armor class mm. and lots. Heal yourself back. Yeah, heal yourself, bring yourself back to life. Like, a whole, like, <laughs> bring yourself six, back yeah, to life, is like, that an well, bring yourself back to life, but like, imagine like six clerics, a party of six clerics taking on like a campaign. Like, pff, you'd be very yeah, hard to kill. <laughs> so, I mean, Maybe DM was hating Everybody going around casting yeah, Toll the Dead all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Toll the Dead is so good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Toll the Dead, Beacon of Hope, you know, those are... Oh, yeah, mm. and we have no clerics. They sound so no. Good. no. I was close. <laughs> I was going to be a cleric or a warlock mm. of the sun, which is basically mm. a cleric. <laughs> so I was close. Oh, I was really yeah, tempted. Uh, yeah, they're the ones that have the pool of d sixes, aren't they? That you can just yeah. splash out to. Mm. Yeah, I've thought about up. playing one of those yeah, before it's as in, well. Um, Xanathar's, yeah, yeah, uh, it's in Yeah. Mm. And how about you, Ben? Is it the one you're playing now? It's the one I'm playing up now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I guess like I'm trying to think. Because I've played, um, I've played a ranger, I've played a warlock, I've played, uh, I'm currently playing a rogue in another game, and obviously playing an artificer as well. And I think, like, I do enjoy characters that have, like, I think there's a, a fairly crossover link that I enjoy characters like a little bit of magic, but not too much, not too much magic. <laughs> like, it's definitely what I've, like, warlock, you get a bit of magic, but not too, too much magic. No. Uh, ranger again, you get some stuff, but you can still go in with your bow. Artificer again, you get some cool spells, but you've also got your sort of inventions and your physical stuff. And like in the campaign that I'm playing a rogue, I've just started multi-classing into a little bit of bard as well. Cause I was ah. I think I was missing like I love I really enjoy playing a rogue, I have to say. Like I love skill stuff. I think that's what I really enjoy. So I really like that about a rogue, how many skills they've got. And that's yeah. kind of artificer is in a similar kind of vein. It's not quite as skill monkey sort of esque, but mm you can kind of work your way around it. Instead, you've got like tool proficiencies all over the place. So I think I enjoy classes that kind of, I guess I kind of enjoy that out of combat stuff quite a lot, the classes that that are heavy on that element. But right now, if I had to play a one shot tomorrow and just had to pick any one class, 
Ja, yeah, odds besser. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> great answer. I'll write a one-shot for yeah, all Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh, great answers. Um, bringing us a little bit more back to this, this podcast as well. This is a question from Hannah T. Therapist uh, on Instagram, who's asked, are you very similar or very unlike your character? Uh, so which elements are most like you or not? Uh, and what was your process in making them um let's start off with daryl this time um are you a warlock oh, I'm a, i am a war- <laughs> i am a warlock real life um, edgy pact. broody warlock with a pra- pact with somebody or somebody's <laughs> in my head um similar in some ways like um in terms of being very shrewd um always questioning like what is that don't like that thing what's that thing over there asking loads of questions all the time and like to be sure of everything before I, before I act. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, sure? Don't you got ladies in the face, yeah, baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I punch this old lady? Mate, I, was, I thought about punching that lady for so long. And then I thought, nah, it's not going to happen. No, don't do it. And I thought, oh, this is great. Let's spice the thing was up. <laughs> no. Um, I know that he thought about it for a long time in his head without sharing this information with anyone else in the party. But usually he's quite careful, but he got really desperate. You know, spice things up, break character. Um, no. Um, am I like Do not break key- character. Do not break character. No, no, no. He's a rare bit of desperation on Akidu's part where he was just like, we're not getting anywhere. Anyway, to answer the question. Uh, sort of. Um, I worked backwards from myself when I came to creating Akidu. I'm like, oh, what can we think of background-wise similar? In kind of environment ways, sort of. How he dealt with it, not quite. I kind of thought, what if I was in this situation and didn't have the things I grew up with? What would that look like? How about you, Ben? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, I mean, I think there are, def- of course, there are crossovers. There are definite crossovers Always. between uh, between Oren and myself. I think in terms of his background and all of that, I think that is very different for me. That's pushed away. I feel like some of his personality traits are definitely is definitely similar i think i feel like there is there is a little bit of crossover but also he's he's quite low charisma which is interesting for me and not what i usually play like i do mm. enjoy playing like warlock and stuff like that where you can just be as we were saying earlier like be the face of the party a bit more and be just get in there with that conversation and yeah, like yeah, yeah. try and all of that and it's it's interesting playing a character that is not like that at all and is like actively quite bad <laughs> in social situations on a lot of a lot of uh, yeah. occasions which i'm sure i can be too but the i guess the the sort of the similarity kind of the main similarity with me is i've also got i've got a bit of a background in science which bleeds in i guess because i did a i did a chemistry degree before becoming a actor slash professional podcaster hey. going with that? <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely go with that. but yes I, I did a chemistry degree before going into whatever my career now is. And um, <laughs> I'm not leaning into that so much with Orin in terms of like, I did think about alchemy uh, as an as an option for him. You know, cool. that was a definite option. And I think he is going to dabble in that side of things that, you know, a little bit he's proficient in alchemy. So he can he nice, can dabble. Nice, nice, nice. But I guess that, that side appealed and is a definite part of my personality bleeding in. Oh, wow, cool. cool. And, uh, well, Grace, I think we maybe kind of, co- you know, it was a part that you wanted to play, but how <laughs> much of Gwendolyn is... is you yeah i mean i think like the same with the boys like there's elements like i think i've kind of 
looked back at younger Grace, who was super, super naive. I mean, I've still got a naive quality to me, but I think on the whole, I'm not as naive as I was when I was 20, um, <laughs> which was a very long time ago. Last year. So like kind of like taking parts of my past and going, okay, like that would be interesting to to play with that now. Um, but no, I, I didn't grow up in a noble household, so that's not very similar. <laughs> um, but I kind of like, I thought, oh, I'll stick a bit of sibling rivalry, even though me and my sister don't like we we fought like cats and dogs like growing up, but now we get mm. on really well. But I was like, okay, that that's an element I want to have in her backstory, this kind of sister rivalry thing going on, which has been hinted at so far, but like not fully explored. But a lot of it was just like I what I love about D D is that you can be someone that you're not and you can explore different parts of yourself or different potential parts of yourself within the constructs of a fun game and go, oh, I wonder if I was a bit more like that, would that be fun? And then you can role play it. And that's kind of cool. I, I It's making me really want to take up martial arts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I really, I like, I need to go to Daryl and like get some lessons. Oh, we I'm can like, do it. We can I definitely wanna, do that. I want to learn how to like kick and punch things and yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> I think I did karate when I was in like year six and yeah. I wasn't very good, but now I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah, I can do whatever do I want. Why do not? <laughs> so I think I'm I'm seeing parts of her that I'm like, oh, maybe that would be fun to try. So I haven't oh, really, really answered cool. that question properly, but that's my answer. No, I like that answer. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared for your sister now, though. I know. Um, <laughs> the advantage you'll have over her now. Like, <gasps> <laughs> I know what a roundhouse is. Na 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 na. Bang. <laughs> Watch me backflip into a tree. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when I can actually do that in real life, that'd be well cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. This time next year, right? We'll do it. I have a small <laughs> rolls part video picnic call. and I'll be in the tree. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Throwing pears everywhere. So at your, uh, your, did you just mention a uh, no small rolls picnic? I mean, maybe when we're allowed no, to see each yeah. other all well, again. Yeah, yeah. When, when that's yeah. not illegal anymore. Well, yeah, it won't kill us. It's interesting because Hannah's question goes on to ask... It's a D&D dinner party Ooh. or picnic in this Ooh. instance. So if you were at one of these dinner parties, which legends of lore do you invite to hang out for an evening? Uh, so, for example, mm. she's put in Mordenkainen, uh, Xanathar, oh, okay. an owlbear. Mm. <laughs> an owlbear. Uh, you an know, owlbear. She says normal folks. Yeah. <laughs> classic, classic owlbear. Just an owlbear Ooh, at a from picnic. From D&D lore. Yeah. So th this could be like gods. It could oh, be okay. patrons. From your understanding of D&D &D so far. Wow. That's hard, man. That is hard. Because I've, I've ignored most of the lore because everything I've played is homebrew. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be from your campaign as well. You know, if there were certain people that you in real life would love at a dinner party. <laughs> like Crowell could be no, there. No, bring no, the no, 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 no. can bring the food back to life. <laughs> Goodness me. You're horrible. Yeah, do you want me to fix that sausage roll? <laughs> it's, it's broken. It's broken. Its head's cut off and it's... And it's it's cooked. It's cooked. Just bring it back. Like no. <laughs> you know? Do you remember those like singing fishes that you used oh, to have on their wall? Billy Bass. Like oh, I can yeah, imagine yeah. like there yeah, being yeah, like yeah. A, a salmon on the table, and yeah. then Crowell just brings it back to life and <laughs> right. it starts singing at us. Some weird mystical <laughs> thing. Uh, <that'd> be horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I kind of want to meet the shrouded lady. I want to find out what her Ooh, deal is. Like yeah. there's something there. Hmm. I mean, it would be cool to meet Xanathar. Xanathar would be. At a from a safe distance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. partly just to ask what the goldfish is about. Yeah, that's, that's definitely yeah a curiosity. He's a he's a big beholder um, mm -hmm. with a with a pet goldfish in a yeah. little. Yeah, I, just, I I I know sort of Xanathar from I mean from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Yeah, of course. And and I did play in a one shot where we 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 met Xanathar 
briefly. Okay. Or we went to we went to his office. Oh, I can't remember cool. if Xanathar was there or not, but their goldfish was there. I think Xanathar was there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, because these are the, I believe these are the original, the names of the characters in Ga- Gary Gygax's original oh. campaigns. He had like, uh, so the spell like Melf's Acid Arrow comes from the elf that they had there. And I think back then the race was the class as well. Oh, right. So when your right. character dies, so he started off as elf and then he came back as felf and gelf when he died oh uh, until he got to oh, melf. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's um, a lot of death. Yeah, that, that shows you something about how often characters died in first yeah. edition, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, another one's gone. <laughs> Who else would I want to meet? Jenny. Jenny, oh my gosh. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny just like becomes D&D lore. She's actually the big bad of our whole campaign. She's like the final villain, yeah. She's the final villain. Like she's been like... I was gonna, she's in yeah, my theory. She's in the prophecy. She's been there the whole time. Like, oh, it's all part of my plan. <laughs> you know, giants from the deep. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess the, the the rest of the watch in Tillishim are quite fun. Like it'd be quite fun to have like, they were like Sully there yeah. and uh, Esmeralda. Was yeah. it Esmeralda? It was Esmeralda, Mia, wasn't it? Mia and... No. no. I made that name up? What was her name? Yeah, you've Esmeralda. made that up. What was her name? Esmeralda doesn't exist. Unless, no. Or we haven't met Esmeralda. Who, um, was, who was the other watch person? Izel. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So characters from the D&D lore or just from our show? Either. Either. Whichever one you would want there at your dinner party. Juna, obviously. Juna's great. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We'd all want Juna at the dinner I mean, party. Should we sneaking twain tied teas under the table? And yeah. Like, yeah right, it's in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, uh, check your larder yeah. after she's left. I'd like to have Tasha round. Uh, As in yeah, from Tasha's hideous laughter. Tasha. Yes. Mm. And Tasha's... Oh. Cauldron what, of everything. Cauldron of everything. I can't wait. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tasha's cauldron of everything yeah that sounds cool i'm so excited for the new yeah book. a powerful mage who thought you know i'm gonna make this spell this is gonna make you laugh and then like you're crippled <laughs> like, it's a great idea what other mischief she, had, she has in mind i mean i don't know about you but i would love to summon gary gygax as yes. well uh, oh yeah yeah in yeah. his dm capacity and just quiz yeah. that guy yeah i owe him so yeah. much <laughs> i would love brennan lee munnigan as well he i mean like he runs dimension 20 he's hilarious He's just a hilarious role player, like comedy, comedic actor. And mm. like his imagination is just like, you can tell his players are throwing the wildest stuff at him. And he's like, uh, uh, okay, cool. That happens. And then uh, he'll just like absolutely go for it. And you're like, how did you pull that out of your hat? And then it sticks for the rest of the campaign. Like, he'd be, he'd be hilarious to have around. Maybe a little bit of Taco the Wizard. Taco well. the Wizard. Oh, <laughs> Taco yeah. the Wizard. Yeah, the Flip Wizard. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you <laughs> oh my god no magic brian magic brian has to come oh magic brian <laughs> magic brian oh i'm going to unlock secret inside oh i'm the real one for anybody who hasn't listened to the adventure oh, zone these are characters from the adventure zone mm. and they're amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have one more it's a character from another campaign his name's andrew agerfort imagine if dumbledore was black bold but batshit crazy wow. like in the first episode of <laughs> fantasy high he um not in the first episode in the first season he somehow gets through this gateway that one of the characters makes is oh I, I snuck him through your portal to heaven and i'm going to kill god those <laughs> angels don't tell anyone and lock the door when you come out and he's he, he pulls out the craziest craziest stuff and he's the principal of a adventuring high school but he's 
he's literally the apocalypse but everyone loves him <laughs> and he's wise and he's fun but he's always wow. pulling off, well you've come back oh I was just you know eradicating those rebellious elves to the south I'm like what and I just blotted out the sun and it didn't work and I burnt my hands oh, never mind <laughs> he's, he's insane is this insane. another is this another podcast is it this, is wait. Dimension 20 again oh this is Dimension okay Dimension so 20 they have different like campaigns to, I need to add that to my listening yeah, list please do, or watching please do. list if it's YouTube it's bonkers but it sounds amazing so imaginative it's right up my street it's <laughs> so good but wait you you want this guy at your absolutely he has so many stories to tell <laughs> How many times have you died? Well, my dear boy, I've probably died about 30 times uh, the last time. Uh, my daughter's a phoenix, and I don't know how that... Do you know how that, how that happened? <laughs> yes. He, his daughter is generally... One of his one of his daughters is generally, like, a half phoenix, like, or something. And, like, what? no one questions, like, wait, how did, how did this happen? <laughs> what, why is your daughter a phoenix? So blood and blood, flesh and blood red? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, my flesh and blood red. I'd want to know how that happened. How have I not listened to this podcast? He it's had a pretty exciting night in an aviary, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. I love I love that chaos. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for the plug. I'm going to be downloading yeah, that I one. Yeah, do, do, do. Okay, moving on. Next question, people. So this is from Hannah Clancy uh, via Facebook. What is the longest campaign you have ever participated in? So what's your longest running one? Yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah, same. It might be the same one. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's the, the first one that I've ever played that's still ongoing, yeah, which yeah. is our, our Cavalcade Circus game. With, uh, How long yeah. have we been playing that? We've been playing since, I want to say, April or March last year last year april or march 2019 yeah 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 i'd say then since then yeah yeah so it's been a year and a half it was it was the day i know i could find out the day that we first played because it was the day i had just finished performing in a show the day before called tabby mctat oh at yes the South Bank yeah, Center yeah, yeah yeah because i turned up at the game with a whole load of cat shaped gingerbread yeah. biscuits oh, they were great yeah. because i'd made them for <laughs> oh, the I'm cast so sad I missed that one. but i'd made i'd made far too many biscuits yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it so the cast yeah, have yeah. eaten as many as they could, but yeah. there's only so many cat-shaped gingerbread biscuits you can yeah. eat before oh, you're like, okay, that's what this is your baking. Yeah, that's oh, true. Man. You don't yeah. get your baking now. We yeah. play online. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, um, I think the other campaign that I was a part of that kind of finished actually around the time of lockdown. I think that probably just pips Cavalcade by being, I think, about two years. Hmm. So yeah, but yeah, so the, but Cavalcade is catching up pretty quick mm. so it will overtake oh, yeah. those characters are only level eight, eight now so yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of time so still to go <laughs> yeah this is what i'm trying to work out because i think i joined when you guys had got to level six yeah mm, that sounds about right yeah but i feel like i've been with you for about a year yeah yeah it probably has mm. been that long because we hadn't played that many it sessions at, it was at yeah. grace's yeah place. it was definitely at grace's yeah. yeah obviously there were more games over the the lockdown because we were able to yeah you that's know, when we like were a... actually able to get into a regular yeah. pattern yeah. of it like, yeah so. we've probably we've probably played more games almost in lockdown then in, over yeah we have definitely, <laughs> the, we definitely the six have. months yeah. than, than we did in the year before I yeah i think lockdown was it was either the death or the beginning of many a D D campaign yeah yeah, yeah. people were it's like what else are you gonna do play D? yeah yeah, yeah. Precisely. when we were in sort of sort of full lockdown like yeah. we were playing every week weren't we with yeah, we were, yeah. like mm-hmm. it was great it was, it was a... the only way that i knew what day of the week yeah. it was i was like oh well it's oh, must mate, be wednesday because we're playing D. yeah goodness me i'd rush home from so far <laughs> to yeah. get back in time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well i'm coming home from kent <laughs> i'll be there in time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that my question cavalcade was the longest campaign i've played yeah 
And no small and roles will be second. No small roles will go on for years and years. years, and years. And years. <laughs> I was going to say it will be. It will be this yeah. one. Yeah, this, be, I um, think so. Yeah. There'll be babies born during this, this campaign. Is they'll take over our characters. And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, actually, I really like this question. Uh, so this is from uh, Pippa Beckford uh, again via Facebook, and she asks: Does knowing that an audience will be listening via podcast affect your D&D experience Ooh. in any way as you play? And if so, how? Good question. Yes, straight away. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> yes. I mean, I wouldn't be as descriptive with what Enkidu is doing. Even when I left Magma, I'm finding myself saying a lot, Enkidu does this and Enkidu will do this and do that and do this, rather than just going for it and just acting it out. Because I'm always quite wary of, there's a delay over Zoom. I don't want to talk over someone at the same time. I don't, mm-hmm. want, to, don't want anything that I say to get lost. So I feel, while I don't feel the sense of immediacy completely dip, I am wiring my brain to go out of the way to be as descriptive as, and clear as possible so that an audience gets every little thing in there. So yeah, it is affecting my experience a little bit. And also I am playing up, especially with the backstory. Like I've never had to do this with any, any other DD character uh, before where I've been kind of purposefully... Daryl purposefully being cagey about Nikki's mm. backstory, so there's something more to listen out for as the episodes go by. So I feel like I am putting on a little bit of a show, but only in that regard. The rest of it is is really just play. Yeah, I think as as Daryl says, there's there's totally there is there is like a there is a little bit of awareness, of course, that there is an element of making sure that, as you say, like stuff is clear. Mm. And and as I said earlier, picking Artificer was partly a choice based on it being a podcast format and sort of thinking about sort of descriptions and stuff like that. And actually, interestingly, being more descriptive through playing Orin and being an artificer, like now going back to my ranger character in Cavalcades, Mm. like I've started being, I'm starting trying to be a little bit more descriptive in some of his spells Ah. and sort of how he uses components a little bit more and just, just starting to sprinkle a little bit of that in just to actually feedback the other way. So I completely agree with what, what, what Daryl, you just said, but I think like what's, what's interesting, what kind of, I think makes it feel a little bit less performed or less aware of it being for an audience is because we've been playing over Zoom for a little bit before we started doing a podcast. Mm. There's already a little bit of, we've got used to some of those sort of elements that are similar to podcasting. Like we've all been speaking into microphones and having to be aware of all the kind of like not speaking over each other and all of that sort of stuff through playing on Zoom already. So it's, it feels like less of a leap in some senses i think to then yeah. be like okay now we're going to record that as well okay i think if we went directly from like all being sat around the table and then suddenly the six of us had microphones in our faces and i think that <laughs> would that would feel for me then i'd probably be more conscious of it and more like oh okay this is really really different to our usual stuff but it it felt like a more natural transition i think yeah, yeah i think for me because i fell in love with D mostly because of podcasts I've always wanted to do one. And so actually, finally, like me and me and David talked about doing a podcast and it took us probably a year until we actually went, right, we're going to actually make the podcast. And so for me, it just adds to that excitement because it's another level and I love playing the game. And it's from my point of view, all the players are an audience as well. Like they're an audience to what you're creating with your character. So it just means that our audience is bigger and more people get to get excited about what's going on in our game. I like don't know if you guys have this, but you're like telling a friend about like, oh, this happened in my game and this happened. And they're like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the podcast, you go, you've got your friends coming. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. That's yeah. mad. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's 
like a whole extra like level of enjoyment, which I didn't realize was going to come with it. But it's it just gets you more like hyped for the game, yeah. which mm. I love. Oh well, definitely. I mean, I was lucky to see uh, Daryl and Ben in the flesh uh, recently. And you definitely get to do that thing where I'm gushing about it and then you're like, oh, but the next couple of episodes, yeah. you just wait. And you've got that yeah. whole, like, it's like you've got that secret over me. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Forever. That I can get excited about and just try and read into, like, ooh, do they mean, does somebody does somebody die? Does something crazy happen? Is anybody else going to get punched in the face? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ready? Are all the housekeepers safe? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, this next, we're going a bit darker here oh, for this next oh, question, uh, which is from John Ellis via Facebook, who asks, "How will you each deal with character permadeath if it happens?" And they've added the hashtag just for you. Uh, there's no coming back. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, and then a a secondary part to the question on top of that. Once you've figured that one out. If a chance presented itself for your character to save the life of another at the cost of your own, who would you let die? And another hashtag, another question about death. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. Great. Okay, so two questions from John. Nice. (laughs) Great. Mm, He wants to go. I've got backup characters in my head. (laughs) I do not. Because I don't want Gwendolyn to die at all, but... She keeps on rushing into the fights. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Most of like her, her, my things that I can do with her are hand to hand combat. So yeah. I've got to get in the fight. Like I can't. I I've got some ranged things. Like I've got my dagger. Uh, I've got my darts and I've got my spear. But most of it is like you know I get a bonus attack just to use an unarmed mm. strike. So yeah. she has to get in there. That's mm. what she's kind of made to do. I'm glad she's. A half orc with um, <laughs> her relentless uh, endurance wow. that helps a oh lot. My gosh, she'd be useful. I am nervous what her longevity is. So um, yeah. I've got some some other characters that I love. I really hope I don't have to use them anytime soon. Wow, we want Gwen. I know. To stay. I want her to stay alive too. I think she's going to learn a bit of sense, but not much because that would be <laughs> as fun. Just get her to use Enkidu as a human shield or something. <laughs> yeah. I think he's got enough head hit points. Enkidu had a little bit of a tidbit. When the Albert fight was happening, oh, yeah. Enkidu was rushing to Gwen to jump in front of her. Because really? he has Yeah, wow. he has the shield spell. <laughs> Cause I oh. in my head I was planning this whole like chat with Gwen about look. I'm not going to say it just in case we have the we, an opportunity <laughs> comes up for us to have this chat. But he was he was gonna like jump in for her and like because oh. he has the shield spell, so he's a little bit harder to hit sometimes. But I've never used okay. it because yeah. like the monster always wants to kill Gwen first yeah. because she yeah. is, she gets there the quickest <laughs> yeah. and she hits the hardest. Yeah, yeah. by she's far fast. by anyone. She's so. the, she's now, the big now threat. Grace is going to have to pretend can't say pretend mm. pretend. That she doesn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh, save me, somebody! Oh, no, no, oh no. that's really sweet. No, 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 no. I still Gwen, don't like Gwen, Gwen can no. like kill anything she wants. Like she's she's strong enough to do it. She keeps on getting the final blow. Like everyone's yeah. putting some work in, yeah. and then Gwen gets the final yeah. blow. It's just like time yeah. and time again. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think uh, would Gwen save somebody else's life at the cost of her own? Because again, spoilers. You know the the stairway incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a case of you would both die. Yeah, exactly. So, it was a, so if know, it's a case save of yourself, but... they're both going to die, then of course she's going to try and get out. Like, you know, if she can't save her companion, then she won't. But I'm pretty sure she'd put her life on the line for Juna. No. I think Juna's been a big part of her life. She's been another 
a mother type figure of a couple of mother figures in her life and she couldn't not put herself in the way of saving Juno, I think. Mm. But nobody else, everybody Everyone else dies. Um, I, <laughs> Just like... not that fond of the rest of them. She's <laughs> not that fussed about them. I think she she's still getting to know them all. I think absolutely she'd try and save everyone mm. or whether she'd fully lay down her life for all of them yet. I'm not sure. Like yeah. it really, I think there's potential for that to happen but like she still doesn't really know Orin so well obviously there's the friction with Enkidu <laughs> um, Guy I think she'd be pretty close to putting her life on the line for him oh, but the it, guy it's really? all about Juno. the guy the guy who sits at the back of the fight <laughs> <laughs> I mean she wouldn't really need to put her life on the line no. for him because he's <laughs> yeah I mean it's pretty clear as well Gwendolyn likes bards that's true she does like so bards maybe there's something true. Like, yeah, there's she likes history. talent yeah. she likes which is something I do have in common with Gwendolyn is I am attracted to talent and oh, so okay. I love I love that little tidbit when I, I again we re-listen to the episodes when Gwen and Juno are having that chat about oh, when you ran up in the bard, I'm like, this is hilarious. I love that Gwendolyn has a type. Yeah. <laughs> and they've both shown up at a similar time. Oh my yeah. god. She's ran off one one bard, that one's buggered <laughs> off, and then she met another bard, she's like, okay, hey. I'll follow you. Oh, let's yeah. steal a horse and like she, you know, she sees Giselle in the bar. The first thing she does is like, Hi, oh, you yeah. play instruments. That's cool. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So good. Anybody who plays an instrument, Gwendolyn's just like, oh, yeah. hey. you are not safe. Yeah. <laughs> She's there. Uh, how about with with Orin then? Especially hearing yeah. that, that Gwendolyn would just let yeah, you die. I know. Uh, <laughs> in a great way. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that I'd save Gwendolyn, but nope, nope. Oh, no. oh my gosh! That's last time. Last time I ever heal Gwendolyn. <laughs> oh, I love the bees. <laughs> Like, you know, he, saving somebody and, like, dying for them is different, guys. Yeah, okay, fair, yeah. fair enough. But that's, that's a whole spell slot, like. Uh. <laughs> In terms of what would I do if Orin died, I don't know. I'd be very, very sad. <laughs> and I might come back with an artificer called Lauren. Lauren, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Lauren I have no backup Dill. character yet. I probably should think of a backup character in case. I think I'd want to come up with something new. I wouldn't want to revisit something that I played before. So I'd probably yeah. end up playing a class or something that I've never played before. Mm-hmm. Cleric, maybe. Never played a cleric. Yeah. You could play as Orin's being propped up by his bees. I mean, this is dark. <laughs> oh, this is wow, really dark. Okay. The idea that the bees are like running Orin. Orin. Yeah, he downloaded what? himself to his bees or somehow, or yeah. his soul transferred <gasps> into the little dragon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's Ooh, options. There's options the there. Orange. Like when it gets more powerful, uh, it's totally options. I thought you said you were coming back as a squirrel. Yes. Yeah, so that is the other option <laughs> is that I come back as a squirrel, <laughs> as I said in yeah. episode eleven. Ooh. I do also have like I would love to. I would love to play a vicar of Dibley cleric. <laughs> like I do just at oh, some point wow. in a game want to play a vicar of Dibley yeah. cleric. So that might be the backup character. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Just Dawn French as I mean, a Dibley cleric. In a small wildman campaign and. One of the players plays a Leonin um, cleric, and they're very pious, as like a, a, a cleric of Pelor repent and oh, he's he's profanities in my presence, <laughs> and they are absolutely hilarious. I can't even like it's one of those oh, you have to be there to get the joke kind of things, but she's absolutely hilarious as this pious giant lion with clerical robes in the middle of a war, just like nope, nope, no, no, no profanities around me. I'm having sex with the nurse. No, please close, close the curtain. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That'd be great, Ben. Like, yeah. But, so there we go. That's the backup character sorted. Oh, man. <laughs> Vicar of Dibley. Geraldine Granger. Geraldine Granger. 
um, oh. with spells. I love it. Yeah, Victoria um, Wood is a nun. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I adore Victoria Wood so much. Yeah. Um, Victoria Wood's a whole other color. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is, yeah. But I would, yeah, I would happily come back as a Victoria Wood character equally. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. And in terms of who I would, would I save mm. someone at the cost of my own life? I feel like we might all give the same answer, but I think I'd save Juna. <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, I think Juna is like the centre of us all. Yeah. Yeah. She's the glue. Mm. I'd give a different answer though. Oh, really? I would. I Just like in episode eight, the, the stairwell incident, oh, not to get too spoilery in case. What? Why are you still listening to this if you <laughs> haven't yeah, listened to episode eight? Spoilers, spoilers, stop, spoilers. Stop listening. Stop listening. Orin has so many regrets over the stairwell moment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that for basically going down and getting Guy first. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I, I thought I did hear that yeah. in your voice, actually. Yeah. When you because did the dice roll, it's like, I'm saving yeah. Guy. It was very matter-of-fact, yeah. it wasn't. Well, and, okay, Chris, don't listen to this. I mean, I, I love Chris to bits, so this oh, is nothing about Chris. This is purely about the characters, just to be hyper clear here. But, but basically, just to get technical on this for a moment, I think... If just and this is this is this is metagaming, I'm sure. If he had gone down and got Juna first, I think he could have saved Juna. Ah. So I think whatever he did to try and save Gaius was never gonna work. No. But I think if he'd got Juna first, yeah. he could have saved Juna. I regret just like not asking what Gaius's role was like when he was running up the stairs. Like I could have but then would that have, uh, that was me cho- making a decision as the character. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I dragged him down when he had a 19. Yeah. He could have got up. Yeah, he could have got up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he could have been out of that. Yeah. But, but like, um, so Grace the player is just like, oh, fuck. But yeah. then I made a choice that I made the character's choice. Not yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's kind of why I rolled the dice, because I was aware that, like, the only chance of saving Guy was to go down for him first. Mm. And then potentially there was a chance that I think he could have been saved. And actually going for June a second... I think was more likely that she was going to be okay. I think she had rolled one less death save or passed one. Or, I can't remember quite yeah, the ins yeah. and outs of it. But I definitely could have saved Juna. Mm. If I got Juna first, beezed her. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like stabilized her or whatever. Mm. And then tried to get Guy, which may or may yeah. not have worked. Probably wouldn't have worked. Mm. So I think Orin is... What if you got to the end of the uh, the episode then and... David was like, well, they're pretty much all alive. I won't do the whole table thing. <laughs> it's just Guy who's died. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just Juno who's died. It's fine. I think the table was going to happen. <laughs> I think it was like yeah. it, listening back to it when he goes, yeah. and what do you set it for? Oh, 24 hours. I'm just yeah. going to make a note of that. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, hindsight. Hindsight, yeah. yeah. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah. Like listening yeah. back. That, that's the interesting thing about mm. like having a podcast and having it all recorded and then yeah. going back and listening to it all. Listening now the clues to David, yeah, like yeah. where where like me and Vicky, aka Juno and Orin, but me and Vicky have got completely the wrong end of the stick about <laughs> what is going on with the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everything that David is saying is like, I, I look out the window, it looks exactly the same. We're like, oh, everything. <laughs> yeah, we're taking yeah. everything. It's confirmation bias in action yeah. in its sort of purest <laughs> form. That like we are taking everything. And then I think Vicky says, is this how you expected us to react? And David's like, not really. (laughs) (laughs) David's clearly sitting there being like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) What are you two It was honestly such a joy to listen to that whole segment. (laughs) I love that. I was wet with tears. Uh, But like, we had had no idea that that whole 24 hours thing was coming back. Like, um, one of our our questioners, uh, Darkest Argentum, tweeted us and said... Ah, uh, I felt like th- I knew that was going to happen, and I'm just like, 
I had no idea. No. So, yeah. like, I'm yeah. really interested to, like, which listeners, like, thought that was happening, which had no idea just like us or yeah. it's interesting but if you're listening to when you're listening back to it you have such a different perspective than what yeah. you do when mm. you're in the game yeah. there's some like mm. you listen to things you're like oh that was so glaringly obvious mm. but then yeah in the game well, you, you don't notice that. it I, but like you, you, you say that i didn't pick well, up I don't, okay. not that in particular <laughs> no. like yeah. there's like some yeah. things in game that i'm like oh i should have put that together sooner yeah yeah but like yeah i d- i don't i didn't get the time thing at all i had yeah. no idea that was coming no. i was i was puzzling trying to puzzle that for it because it because i think orin tried after they got it to work he tried it again yeah and then david said you get the impression that it's worked yeah. and that's when it was like oh we're in tomorrow and i was like no something's missing they've either not done something or there's something missing and then but then everything got crazy after that and i forgot yeah so like trying mm, yeah, to it, was, it, out, it yeah. was the whole um it was the lady vondell falling over yeah. i was like okay so it's just her and you know that made complete sense to me so you know that whole thing in episode eight when it ah i was it blew my mind i was so happy as well (laughs) that they could continue i mean we were so stressful so relieved slash furious like oh this is stupid Uh, but oh man it was stressful i think it was um daryl you saying as enkido it's like i'm gonna walk off into the forest and um, i'll just look for a place yeah yeah to bury them. yeah 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 like Enkidu oh, was right. like trying to bury them and, and uh, Gwen and Orion were like no no no, no we're not doing it we're just holding on to the dead bodies like we're going to be yeah. yeah. like he's going to start smelling like, in about Juna? three hours he's going to put him down but also my it's, favourite it's line though, in the yeah. wep- in the episode afterwards is when Orin's back in back with Juna and, and she goes oh I'm a bit lost and he's like the thing is you're not lost and oh, that yeah. every oh. time I hear it just oh. gets me, and I'm just like, Oren, mm. baby, baby, yeah. oh. baby, Oren, oh, Lauren, oh. he's, you know, he's got stick everywhere, but it's oh, okay. This- <laughs> I'll just wipe it up with a bit of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've gone completely off track. Yeah, question. No, I love this. It's all really tender, yeah. but we do need to know oh, from right. Daryl whether you'd let everyone yes. die. Or <laughs> whether I'd let everyone die. It would depend on the circumstances. Like, what? How? How are we getting killed? Is it like some? I don't know. Um, <laughs> would I let everyone die um, at the expense of your of your life? And we're talking permadeath, permadeath here. It's not just unconscious or you know revivify yeah. spell or anything like that which is something that these listeners if they've not played it before will probably get to at yeah. some point but the idea that you can bring somebody back from the brink yeah. of death this is perma so no, <sighs> no coming, coming back. back would enkidu be that kind of character that would potentially sacrifice themselves to save their friend this is the thing um enkidu's walking around with this mission in his head no matter what you yourself cannot die you you can't do not put yourself in that situation you can't die it's your your mission is too important but but i think he would leap over fire to save orin he would he would he would throw it down he'd apologize to whoever he had to let down to swap for orin's life and i I think i think it would be orin he'd risk himself for it's just too much of Orin inside in Kudu and so many others that he's known before for him to like, no, I'm not another one. No, I've got to save this one. Oh, got, got to save this one. Oh, I feel really bad I picked Juno now. That is, <laughs> that is so, I, I mean, that is so super tender because 
And Kiryu's like, oh, lay down my life. But Orin, Orin pops up. He's like, oh, so <laughs> How did you come to that decision? I, I, I rolled a dice, didn't it? Yeah, I rolled a dice. It's rolled a d- 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 quite logical. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I thought of it that way. Yeah, very, it's very Orin, actually. It's very Orin. Most logical situation, oh, wow. yeah. That's why I did it. Yeah. I think you'd pick, you'd pick Orin for the sake of, like, yeah, Orin's, Orin's clever. You know, he, he can... He can get himself to a good future like yeah so it's save our own wow yeah oh this is super deep uh, so i think we've probably got all time for maybe one more question <laughs> uh so let's let's pick it up a little yeah, bit yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this sure. is a really nice question from the final george oh uh, via good, instagram good name for the final, final george <laughs> yeah i know right perfect Thank you, The Final George, for supplying us with this one, which is a brilliant question, by the way. If you could have access to a cantrip in real life, just one, what would it be and why? You can only cast it once per hour. It's very specific. Once per hour. So you can't just like spam guidance or anything like that. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Which cantrip would you choose? Grace, take us away. What would you choose and why? For my everyday life, I think it would be super useful to have mending like yeah i do i like i do a lot of sewing i do costume i like um crafting and all that sort of thing like you know i like to get into something and work out how it works so to be able to mend things just like that that would make my oh, life yeah yeah plus it's like you, you drop a cup of tea on the floor <laughs> <and you're> like, <laughs> oh, no, that was my favorite mug yeah. and to be Straight fair i am such a klutz that would really help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like i've completely fucked up the editing oh i just mend it all <laughs> now there you go mending would be so useful so for the useful. edits throw your like if you actually had to throw my computer in frustration uh, which we get tempted to do, yep. then yeah, <laughs> mend that. Yeah, I think it's something like magic can't restore. Um, mending can't restore magic to an item. I think though. so. Yeah, yeah. technology is different to magic. magic. Yeah, yeah, technology yeah. is different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a really practical <laughs> yeah. one. I like that one. I, I um, like to be practical. How about you, Ben? What would you choose? Mm, I mean, I'm tempted to say prestidigitation. I thought you'd say that partly because I learned how to say it. Uh, well I'm not lie. Well uh, I spent the first six months I was playing D and D not knowing how to say that word. So partly because now I've learned how to say it, I feel like that's a useful thing. But I think it's just that that sort of utility nature of it as a kind mm. of a catch-all spell that can kind of I've just opened up D and D Beyond, <laughs> so I can see what it does. Well, it's like yeah. yeah, you could just like anytime you enter a room, shower yeah. sparkles, yeah, yeah. shower yeah. sparkles yeah. on entry to a room, little illusory images. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, it can affect is it, taste is it also, stuff, can't it? Can it? Or can it not? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. so good. Is this the one that automatically cleans yes. something? So yeah. if yeah, yeah. Grace dropped her yeah. tea on yeah. you. Yeah, you can just be like, clean that up, clean that fix up. Fix the mug yeah. and then you yeah. would. Like, and I do spill a lot of stuff. This is true. <laughs> and like when I'm yeah. cooking or doing anything like that, like if I'm ever cooking and wearing like a white t-shirt, I'm like, mm. nope, <laughs> this is not going to end well, is it? Like, yeah. go and put a jumper on Ben because I just know what will end up happening. <laughs> so that would be incredibly useful. Um, wow. and, and like being able to make like a little illusionary image in your hand, yeah. mainly just so I could pretend I was in like Star Wars and like, you know, they like pop up like little <laughs> yeah, yeah. spaceships in their hand with little um, like 3D renders of stuff. Brilliant. That would just be brilliantly useful. So yeah, yeah that's that's mine. Ah, that's good. Oh, many would have been mine as well. It's just so handy. It's just a touch good one. Yeah, yeah, it's fixed. I don't sew, but I can stitch whenever I get rips in like jackets and stuff. I'm like, she'll say stitching time saves nine, but it takes ages to stitch this patch. <laughs> you know, it would have saved a lot of time. <laughs> and press the digitation is good. But I think, oh, mage hand. <gasps> I yeah. think mage hand. I mean, it, it can't carry that much. 
You can't like it's not like five pounds, which is what a box of cereal. Yeah, a couple of bags of sugar. <laughs> you know, or something. a couple of bags yeah. of sugar. You know, oh, but, it can't even carry your shopping for you. <laughs> but if it's an extra hand, depends how much you, you know buy. What I mean, like floating around, like that is so handy. But I suppose the thing is, you could you could have both arms laden by your shopping and still. Yeah, open exactly. Yours. That's true. Yeah, Just scan yeah. your yeah. scan your nectar card or whatever with your mage hand. Yeah. like while you're <laughs> socially distanced <laughs> stuff as well. Like, oh, I'm just like, what's that sound? Just oh, that's true, but also you wouldn't have to touch anything then with would, your hand, so would you wouldn't never you'd have, never to, have to clean your hands. No, like if you're like, oh, don't want to touch the doorknob. Yeah, because, exactly. Yeah, I work in a I work in a school. Like I can write on a whiteboard from the back of the classroom. Okay, kids. Yeah. So today, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, an extra hand would be awesome. Yeah, nice. I really like that. Those, these are good choices, guys. I was thinking something along the lines of like, oh, control flames. Yeah. So yeah. I can put I did think about Eldritch, make Eldritch the fire Blast brighter. I thought I'd, oh. prob- I'd probably get arrested after an hour. <laughs> Yeah, you know, going yeah. pew pew in the traffic and like no, 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 no. Yeah, Eldritch Blast is wonderful, but you know it's not it's not the most uh, practical. No, <laughs> it's not an everyday mm. cantrip, no, is it? No. no, you don't want an Eldritch Blast in your flat, thinking, do you? Like no, it's just going to get no. Friends would be quite an interesting one actually. Yeah. Thinking about it because you could just like people would know that That's you've the done thing it, friends, and you're just it? like, oh, mm. you know, you can like mm. after the minute is it a minute that it's yeah, that it lasts, and then they know and they they turn against you, don't they? Not yeah, really. yeah, which understandably, you're yeah, like, yeah. you've just Jedi mind tricked me. Like, <laughs> oh, amazing! Well, thanks very much, guys. There are a couple more questions, but I am going to save them for the other three uh, when I get a chance to chat to to David and to Vicky and to Chris. I might ask a couple of these crossover questions because your answers have been brilliant. Yeah, um, I want to hear what their answers are yeah. to some of these questions. We, yeah. we all need to know who they'd save. <laughs> I know, right? Without <laughs> listening to ours first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah no, they're not allowed to hear That'd this. That'd be nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for giving me your time to, to ask you these questions. So that's thanks to, to Grace and to Ben and to Daryl. Thank you so much for giving our listeners just a little bit more info about yourselves and how you approach life as if it's D&D. Well, thank you very much, Sam. Thank and you. Um, I look forward to hearing what the others answer to all yeah. these questions obviously a few extra <laughs> yeah. questions that we didn't get to ask today and some extra questions that were asked especially for david because he's Ooh. special oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. don't forget to subscribe to no small roles and rate us and review us on itunes it really helps us to keep spreading the no small roles love and we love it so thank you all for listening to no small questions and everybody together do you know what we're going to say? Anon! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.